3135. Oh. Do you hear do you hear that? Is that is that a new jacket? That's the sound of Ivy Park. All right. Hi, welcome to QVT. I'm Maddie Germs. <laughs> and I'm a bitch that got some Ivy Park. I'm so happy. I'm Shawnee. And we're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. Sex work is real work, and if you're for trans rights, you're for sex work. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> hey, babes. How's your week been? Um, well, you mean last week or this week that just started? <laughs> I have not seen you in like a week and a day. Okay. Um, last week was busy. God, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think I disassociated for a while just to get work done. Just to try and like not have to worry about it yeah. during a little break. Yeah, I feel like um, I was on a mission. I'm still on a mission to like wrap up on my work projects by... Hopefully, end of day tomorrow, but definitely by the time this podcast is out on Wednesday. <laughs> um, but I needed to go into like just crazy focus mode, which means I had to dissociate a little bit from reality to just like plug into my computer and get shit done. That's but I good. came out of that this weekend, so that was nice. Um, and now I'm doing okay. Good. How about you? Good. Stay in away from everyone except you. Yeah. <laughs> and, Same. uh, um yeah i don't know i i did not honestly get outside as much as i wanted to like one day i remember going on a walk and then i noticed other nice days happen and i was just so busy with school or whatever else that i like i watched it happen outside my window and then not take my own advice from a few episodes ago and just like stop what i was doing and go outside because those moments are so so limited in this deep deep dark um we are gonna talk a little bit more this episode we're gonna have like a little bit of a mental health check-in we've haven't really kind of talked about what we're working on in therapy i'm sure like we've dropped little hints here and there throughout the episodes Mm -hmm. but we've had kind of topics pointing us in the in the way the conversation is going and i think just a mental health check-in we really haven't done this since like the first episode with like the intake episode and now we have better mics and i feel like it might be a good idea to talk about what we're actually working on. Yeah, it'll be... Because we have new mics that'll make it feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, personal. It'll yeah. be like a deeper connection because of the new mics. Yeah, all up in your ear and shit. Like no, I like the idea. I think that, um, yeah, I'm excited to do it. Cute. Well, then let's hold on more personal divulgings in the subslet. We're going to pause. Um, today is the day before Thanksgiving or the day of mourning. And I kind of just wanted to offer... A little bit of a, a brain thinker, something to meditate on. Um, Portland artist Eldai on Instagram put up this post that says, next week is coming up fast. Here's a reminder that if the day of Thanksgiving doesn't make you a little bit uncomfortable, it might be time to relearn some history. If you feel like I'm raining on your parade, you're missing the point. This is a reminder of what this country, in quotes, did and keeps doing to indigenous people to remind us of the history of genocide, erasure, and forced assimilation, how it continues to exist today and our roles in feeding it. 
Thanksgiving is a day that continues on the pain of colonization and raging capitalism, and it is really easy to ignore and reframe it as a Friendsgiving to avoid accountability. I say this as a displaced brown person, as someone who is still understanding how to honor and respect indigeneity within and outside of myself. I once again want to pose the question, what are you doing, not just on Thanksgiving, to show up for indigenous communities on the land you are on and beyond? How are you pushing beyond a land acknowledgement? Where is your money going? Where are your values placed? We shared this on the QBT pod, but I think um, this idea of Thanksgiving is weird right now anyway, because like we're not supposed to see anyone in COVID and all these things. Um, But I think what this country did to indigenous folks is fucked up. And I think that we know that. And I just wanted to make sure that we... um, have that acknowledgement before we move on. Do you want to talk about some pop culture and politics? Yeah. Okay. Um, hilarious. Did you see that sweaty fucking photo of Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I saw it. Every time I accidentally see it, I'm like, oh. It feels fake. <laughs> like, you look at it and it's like, that can't be real. And it just, it is. It's, it's good. I've decided that um, body shaming is fine if you can tell that their ugliness comes from their spirit being ugly. Like, if the ugliness is coming from the inside out and it's, like, eating their cells and then making them disgusting, like, that's uh, that's body shaming I can get behind, you know? Like, what was... Was it wig glue? I think it was, like, uh, hair dye. Like, he was probably dyeing the dyeing the sides of his hair gray, like maybe a little spray. And then he was just getting so sweaty because he was getting so tough, tough questions. So he didn't know what to do. And he was just starting to sweat, sweat, sweat. Um, it was gross. Um, also, uh, there's been many recounts. And uh, so Trump has like officially Trump lost. lost. It's fa- like multiple <laughs> times. Like Georgia, he lost in Georgia again. Yeah. He, he lost in Michigan again. He keeps um, like counting, counting again, counting again. Also, yeah. like none of these lawsuits are landing. Like not... Not a single Not one. one of them. So just like, I don't know. Have You would think that somebody would have a little bit of self-dignity. No. But no. Mm-mm. It's like, I don't know. I just, I. Demented, delusional. Yeah. You know, you think there's a point where somebody goes, you know what? I'm actually, I'm. This is too far. Like, this is crazy. Or, like, I look so, I look ridiculous right now. I look like a loser doing this. And it's like, you don't, you can't see that you look like a loser the way that you're doing this. You know, you'd actually look a lot better and get way more sort of praise or hype if you just were like, damn, I lost that. Sure. I mean, I still want him to die very publicly and (laughs) in a humiliating fashion. That would bring my heart joy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're seeing, like, these centrists, like, call for Biden to, like, pardon him. Like, that would be the real unifying effort nah, of the country. That. Exactly, because this man has never been held accountable. Never. Hold that bitch accountable. Fucking hate her. Um, Biden did something um, weird. And uh, there's a couple things that happened this week. One, did you see that he was, like, he's, like, crowdfunding his, like, the transition of power. So he like put out like basically like a GoFundMe and it was like, so Trump won't like help us. So like, can you guys help us? And what am I supposed to do? (laughs) That the Senate just like broke the week before Thanksgiving, giving people no extra money. We're still like, yeah, going off that like $1,200 and some unemployment. And that was if you were blessed enough to qualify for those things. Yeah. 
Um, so that you, want, been you want me to pay you when most of your cabinet and like funders are literal millionaires and billionaires? Ask them. <laughs> I don't have any more money. I'm trying to pay my rent. <laughs> and to then kind of like have that kind of be this disconnect between your constituent constituency and... Yes, I mean, obviously it sucks that the Trump administration is, like, not doing this handling of power change very well. And, like, I'm sure that that costs money. I'm sure it does. Don't fucking ask me. I already voted for you. That was enough. And, like, he also tweeted on the Trans Day of Remembrance. uh, So, from this moment, from the moment I am sworn in as President of the United States, know that my administration will see you, listen to you, and fight for you not only for your safety, but also the dignity and justice you have been denied. There was other posts within there. I think that that's interesting. I don't even want to say cool. I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's um, great. Thanks for the awareness. It's fine. You know what is um, trans justice? Healthcare. Yeah. You know what keeps people alive in a suicide prevention? Healthcare. You know what saves lives, especially trans lives? Health care. Stop asking me for money. Give me some health care. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> and like Kamala, like Kamala, I know her name is Kamala. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, was one of the authors and like big proponents of Sesta Fosta, which I was saying at the beginning of the episode, like sex work is real work and criminalizing sex work criminalizes trans people. So pick one. Which is it? Mm. Which is it? Because it can't be both. We had a good music week. We had some women serving us over and over and over. Tell me your favorite. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, you are. <clears throat> you mad I moved on. Do you want to talk about that more? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all. You already know what happened over the last week. And it was good news. Good news. We got some good news. The gospel, baby. About good news. <laughs> it came out, Megan Thee Stallion's debut album, which like still confuses me because sure. this this woman has been a making hoax. music. A gimmick. It's a, yeah. it's a scam, <laughs> but scam. it's fine. It's fine. I will be scammed by Megan, Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Scammer. <laughs> Any day of the week. I I just, this that album this weekend was just everything. It got me through every emotion in the world. And also, I don't know, she just, her flow is amazing. Yeah. I feel like this press run that she had, like leading up to this, yeah. you know, was great. I Better she stylist. handled this fucking her shooting. She handled it really well. Yep. Um, Came out the gate swinging, just calling Tory Lanez a bitch poured, ass over and you over. You know why? And over. Like, no, she didn't snitch, <laughs> and she didn't have time to speak on the matter because no. she was too busy pouring that shit into this album. Literally and it working fucking shows. Like, listen to this album. Also, if you're just in like a fuck everybody mood or like fuck this job or like fuck him or whatever listen to this album because it's just empowering and i don't know she's she's amazing i knew that it was like coming out like thursday night at midnight or something and i just like didn't have it in me but i woke up at like friday on friday and literally it was blasting in this house at like 705 (laughs) like it was spencer and i like getting up and just like having a fun time with it i mean body's the new single she has all those beautiful women in her video with her body yaddy 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 she performed it at the amas i do have a little bit of a problem sometimes when like rap artists 
go on and they just perform the song relatively like it's written and then it can't half of it's muted so it's like mm. you know because they're not saying the n-word they're not saying these other oh, things and like so they it's censor out it's censored yeah. so much and then or they just kind of skip over lines so like the artistry of what that song is is kind of lost in a live performance on like abc or whatever the fuck ever yeah. because like because disney yeah um which i mean evidently the amas happened we truly didn't watch and don't really know what happened i think lady gaga won an edm for like is like one of the first women if not the first woman to win mm-hmm. edm artist of the year i think taylor swift won something didn't cardi b make history i'm sure she did hmm. oh she won that billboard thing she oh, got billboard. like she got like woman of influence mu- music woman no of the she year. won something where she it was like she was the first like song of the year was like it went to a rap song and it was WAP. Oh, good for her. And it was like the first time a rap good for her. song. I really loved the way that she got on Instagram or somewhere defending the Billboard thing because a lot of people were like, how is she the most influential music woman in music and only has one song out? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And she got on, she was like, listen. It's, that's what influenced it. I know. Because it's the only <laughs> song. What other song happened this that's year? That's called influence. Like, that- like and... <laughs> And she was talking about, you know what? I was also the only one getting on Instagram Live with all of these fucking uh, politicians and having real conversations with them. And whether you like me or not, I am America. Like, that's Ooh. me. <laughs> so, fuck your... Inf- and I, I feel like there's a lot of, like, humility that often goes into these type of awards. I like that she was getting shit and was like, fuck that. I had the biggest song, you dumb bitches. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I, like, I really appreciated it. I you know I, Cardi B's a Libra? I didn't. She likes to party. That makes sense. Yeah. That's Libras. <laughs> wiggity, wiggity. Go listen to Megan Thee Stallion's album. Stream it a hundred times. I don't know. I love this woman. I would sit here with y'all and go track by track and just tell you about each song, but we don't have enough time. I really love the SZA one. I, part of me does feel a little bit that like the, the like biggest songs and like most like full sounding ones are the ones we've already heard before but that doesn't mm. mean the other songs are not good or that this album is not good it's i really great. like that she tacked like the last what three the mm-hmm. last three songs are songs that like yeah have been out for since this pandemic yeah. started so but hearing them in connection to these other songs it works it works it makes me like um don't stop more because it fits in I was just gonna say with that. the rest of the album it flows better it felt weird as a single but in this album yeah, it's like it one of the best sense. songs it, it sounds really good in the album um I'm just gonna go down the list and say my favorites um shots fired because shots fired um fuck the fuck that man yeah <laughs> um circles because it's good crybaby actually I'm into mm-hmm. even though I for some reason I didn't the first time I heard it now I'm really into it do it on the tip, aka do it on the dick. I actually like the City Girls verse more than I like Megan's. And I think I like Megan's last verse. But the first verse, I'm just eh about. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that happened. <laughs> Sugar Baby, I it's fine. Movie, I like because it's like the hood in me. The beat. Um, <laughs> Free Girls, I actually thought was just okay. It's, it's not... Um... It's not perfect, but I I enjoyed it. I'm just thirsty for SZA, so I'm like, that's probably what I'm feeling. That's probably what I'm feeling. Um, Imagine a Frank Ocean and a SZA track. No, what? No, I don't. Like, I just 
Like it was overwhelmed when you said that, so I don't want to imagine. Okay, okay, it. we can move on. We can move on. <laughs> Body, yeah, it's it's a little annoying after a while, but I like it. I mean, on that first listen, when it comes in, you're like, "Wow, this song is wild." Yeah, but you're also like dance. taking a shower, and you're just like, "Body, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, what's new? Forgettable. Oh no, what's new? I like work that forgettable. Uh, intercourse. I like that one it. was good. That one was really I like good. It. Yeah, that's like the reggaeton one. Yeah, she also like did a bunch of different. She did pop. She did reggaeton. She did rap. Like she I like played with too. everything. Yeah. What's that one song that where she gives? She does. She's basically doing a Doja Cat song. It's like one of those around that intercourse one. It's the poppy sounding one. I feel like it sounds like a Doja. Like it, she's like, oh, yeah, rock heard? me to sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't like that song. It's not that great. Um, outside, I like, and then we know the last three songs and. I think the the weakest song on here is Girls in the Hood. Oh, really? <laughs> no. The oh. we- <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. The weakest song is probably like Sugar Baby or like Work That for me. I know. I skipped those I know two. he's a mess, but I I don't hate a the baby feature on a Megan song. I they're a duo that I can listen to they, and I enjoy. They work well together. And at least Megan is going to have a variety of beats, whereas DaBaby music is going to be the same song yeah. over and over well, again. Well, I mean, this this DaBaby song feature is a DaBaby beat. It's just like oh, okay. the boom, mm, 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 boom. It's like a heavy bass hit followed by some melodic thing. Yeah. And it's on repeat the whole okay. time. But it's just like Megan's on it, so it sounds different, I think. She's hopping it. I also... Honestly, the Savage remix is one of my favorite Beyonce songs. I think so too. Like it's. I agree. The more I listen to I'm it, so the more I'm like, I've been afraid to say that out loud. I know I think. it, and it's like, <laughs> and she's never performed it. She may never. We're never gonna she get never a video will. for it. Yeah. Like she just kind of was like, I love you, Megan. Here's some of it's my like that best formation work. tour DVD that we are never gonna get. No, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, we did the thing we said we weren't going to do, but I'm glad we did. Um, good news, it's good. Listen to it, have some fun. Um, <laughs> Caliuchis still out there listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, Caliuchis, Caliuchis, I don't know how to say her last name, but she released um, Sin Miedo del Amor y Otros Demoninos. Dim- Demonios. <laughs> Fuck, that's so embarrassing. Uh, without fear of love and other demons is what that means. But um, it is really good it's a vibe i like you know you know like Kelly is like singing pero i like it can we call her ali coochies okay ali coochies we're we gonna talk about if we're gonna call <laughs> dua lipa dula peep that i want to call dula peep and ali coochies <laughs> um i love that miley and dula song i you know what it's so i only good. listened to it one because of dula peep and sure. then two because you put it in the group text and i sure. like i was just telling you i was like oh, i might Maddie well put it. this in the group text i have to listen to it for the podcast i mean but it's it's lesbians like imagine also if they came out as full dating like i just yeah that video is so good it's like it's a little bit <laughs> i think our friend Noshan was like um this is a little bit um uh, COVID scary because they're like making out yeah. sort of and we got like tested it's fine i'm sure um but <laughs> It's it's just so hot, and I think Miley stepping into this like rocker phase. Mm. I'm so excited for this new album. She's not giving us the type of pop that she's given us before. She's like, this voice is made to like be messy and have some fun and throw some glitter on it and like fucking give the end of the video like 
has a flash and it's like to all my exes fuck you and then divine comes on and is like i'm a single woman and i'm enjoying myself or what i don't remember the quote but it's like it's so good i think and Dula Peep is like really complimenting. She's not. Yeah. It's definitely not her yeah. song. She's just kind of. I really liked it. It's great. She's like a good foundation that's there for Miley to mm-hmm. all over the place around. I just I love women. I love lesbians. I love that song. Um, Shy girl. Have you listened to this Alias EP? Who Who are those people? What are those two words? Okay, so Shy girl. <laughs> she's this UK rapper woman. Um, very. Is it called slime or grime? You know that UK rap that's like trap, but it's in the UK? You are literally talking about a part of the music sphere that I don't venture into. I apologize. Okay, she I was apologize. featured on Arca's last album, and she has had these like other songs. Um, I will play you a song where she's... It's like the beat has a scream in it, and it's so good. Um, I will play that song later, but like... Anyway, she released this EP. It's 19 minutes long, and every single song is so good. Honestly, it takes about 19 minutes to drive to your house from my Should house I... <laughs> tonight on your drive home. Like, it is perfect. It takes 19 th- minutes. Okay, well. I know, because I had to do it twice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on traffic. So, uh, I think you should listen to it on your way home. It's a perfect, like, night driving music. It's very, I mean, it's very clubby, but... Um, I think it also has this kind of smoothness to it that I I really like it. She's she's cool. She's new. Shy girl. Alias. The f- album. Her cover name is also, Shy Girl, and the song is Alias. The album is called Alias. Okay. I think one of my favorites. And is it is the not. Song it is 12. not. It has nothing to do with the ABC show featuring Jennifer. Gardner. Jennifer Gardner and the wigs. In the wig. <laughs> that red wig. It Honestly, haunts me. <laughs> Alias oh. is the reason why we're into colored hair right now. Let's just. I think that's rude to black women. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, also, our friend Nojen sent us um, in that group text, uh, Remy Wolf. I honestly, since Nojen sent that text to me, I have listened to her every single day. She has two EPs out. One's called You're a Dog, and the next one is called I'm Allergic to Dogs. But they are... dogs are, men? I think so. But I she also presents maybe... She could be a little genderqueer, a little something or other. But it's very... Um, it's very a mix between psychedelics and just kind of like SoCal indie pop. Like it just, it's really fun to listen to. Um, Remy Wolf, give it a listen. I think that you'll like it. Also trans artist and DJ Jasmine Infinity from New York, but also like kind of originally, I used to go to parties she DJed at here on the West Coast. Um, she's amazing. She just sort of um, created this new label for um, queer folks and queer artists called New World Disorder, and then they have put out a compilation. Um, and actually, Perfect Health from Portland is on one of the tracks too. But Jasmine Infinity is like one of the coolest, coolest DJs in our current time, and we are blessed to have her. And I am so excited to support her. TV and film, most important thing, Fresh Prince reunion. <laughs> it's, I liked it. It's a little overproduced, but I, it didn't make me mad. It was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, they they really are putting on like a show here, aren't they? <laughs> it's HBO. I would have been pissed if it had turned into wrong. HBO and it would have been fucking Red was, Table Talk. Like, I would have been pissed. I was boohoo crying with the Uncle Phil tribute. Yeah. That scene where uh, Will is like, what, you don't want me? Yeah. Gets me every time. Yeah. Um, Hearing that story was good. But to me, having that prefaced by, um, what's her name? Lil Baby Ali? Tatiana Ali? Uh-huh. Little baby Ali? 
<laughs> I forgot her name. <laughs> Little Baby Ali. I love it. With her setting up literally how much of a mentor he was, like, and Ugh. being able to say that with a straight face, too, like, I was losing it. I was losing it. Yeah. It was, and for them to talk so freely about how, the fact that, like, none of them were writing on it. Like, these, all these people were at the whim of white writers white and writers. had to sort of, like, gently coax them. And they had their, like, Tuesday run-throughs to drop like, in the stuff. Uh, I forget who the uh, jazz artist that she mm-hmm. brought up. Rambo? <gasps> that might be right or wrong, but I'm going to go with it. I don't um, know my black history. I'm sorry. <laughs> clearly, I don't either. So <laughs> when she was talking about him and um, having to change words and go watch the reunion um, and how that was progress for black people making an impact on how they're presented and how they mm-hmm. show up in any sort of media and what the Fresh Prince was and how every time those, what were they, Wednesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. they went in and sort of um, did a dry run, a rehearsal, and that was their time to really um, just talk about, yes, this is something Black people would do. This is something that they would not do. Like, here are my yeah. notes on it as an actor, and not just as an actor, but as a Black person. Yeah. Um, to see that and like hear them talk about it's like yeah. one you don't know what's happening like behind the scenes yeah but it makes me really happy and it should prove to everybody that like when you let the people you're talking about in the room yeah your shit will just come out like a lot better yeah the first prince wouldn't have been what it was yeah if those two days didn't happen for them which I yeah. find insane especially because I feel like I work in a field where sometimes this happens yeah. and it's like you gotta let creatives be creatives. You yeah. gotta let people be people and tell their story. Yeah. And that has to show up. Yep. Especially if you wanna be about the fame and iconic and all these other things. Yeah. That doesn't just come because people like what you're doing because you're yeah. doing it. It's because you're actually talking about something real and you're really sharing your 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 story. Yeah. It was just I mean, also bringing back Janet Hubert, the OG on Fiv, like I was, when I read and saw the pictures even, like, honestly, the reason I watched it is because I saw tweets of her and him together. And, like, even just up till last year, they were both shit-talking each other in the media. That, while produced, and I'm sure there's some stuff, there was a, there's something that felt genuine about that. And I heard Joy walking onto that set brought me a lot of joy yeah like so the uncle cool, thing was one thing cool but... story yeah i'm gonna get all emotional so when i used to work at cnn the show that i worked on as an intern used to have janet hubert on mm. all the time like every other week and okay. i was like the intern that had to go meet the celebrities walk into the green room just have chit chat with them um they would sit in here and make up and i would just be like oh like talking to them about whatever so she was always there and she had oh my god it was uh we actually are friends on facebook now that i think about oh my it. god shawty um i have no idea <laughs> well it's i know janet hubert everybody i don't yeah. know her know her like that so please take all this with a grain of salt i um, mean i i just assume that like <laughs> at some point that we've gotten stoned together like you'd be like oh yeah no, oh, yeah. <laughs> the people i know maddie yeah. no um okay bragging but in right um but anyways, she would talk about how mm-hmm. much that show hurt her. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And it it came through a lot. It's something I noticed. So when I was watching this reunion and saw that she was on it, I was like, oh, shit, where's this going to go? Yeah. Because, I mean, also, this was when I was an intern in grad school. That was, at this point, fuck, almost 10 years ago, I sure. feel like. Um 
So to see her, and to your point, so happy to be back on that set um, and to be with that cast again, just brought me so much joy. And I was like, damn, you can tell that she's really been holding on to some pain for a really long time. Um, I feel like we got to watch her release it. Yeah. Like, well was dumb and confused in a man. And I don't I still feel like his apology was a little weak. Yeah. I, I'm sure there was some editing that was done and they didn't show everything, but But he did say the words, I am sorry. Yes. And I should not have done what I would d- mm-hmm. did. Like that is an actual apology. I cause I also in the previews, I thought it was gonna be very red table talk, just like holding hands and nodding. Mm-hmm. And that's not a real apology or any sort of accountability. Right. Um I hope and pray that he is going to people saying will you give her a job like I hope that he's like ushering money back into her pocket because he stole from her for years you know what I mean like and I love that she spoke explicitly to her being a dark-skinned woman and like it just I hope that I'm not buying some bullshit like I hope that I am not like buying some package shit for them to like because it in some universe they could like I've been like, fuck you, fuck you. Okay, let's go out and do this and you'll get your money and then leave me alone. And then they could still be bitter enemies. You know, whatever. It felt healing to watch and I hope that it actually was healing for them. For her to be able to look at him in the face and be like, you hurt me for these reasons and to be heard, that is so... That has the potential to unlock a lot for her. Yeah. And I hope it does. I hope so too. And I, I, I just hope there was more conversation had that obviously we didn't see. Mm-hmm. The way it was presented to us was very... I felt her on display. Yeah. I didn't feel Will Smith on display. Not as much. You know, it felt very... They didn't I'm not going to answer your question, but I'm yeah. just going to tiptoe around it and apologize. And yes, he was young. He was 21, right? Like, we were all fucking idiots at 21 yeah. and didn't care who we hurt. Especially idiots with new money. With new like, money that are blowing up? Of yeah. course. Like, I get that. But I'm sure he was a nightmare to work with. Yeah. But um, she looks like she was happy. And, like, yeah. she believes him. And, like, she can now yeah. move forward and step into a new part of her life. Yeah. And while, like, you know, he may not be as open, they didn't shy away from her putting him on blast. No, Which is no. good because, like, yeah. you can literally read anything that she said in the last 20 years. <laughs> like, it's um, the thing about Fresh Prince that I really enjoyed and the reunion specifically was, you know, Tatiana talking about, you know, I view myself as part of a timeline of pushing black voices in media. Like, mm-hmm. while we may not have gotten it all the way right, like, we are a part of a timeline that allows these other shows to exist. There is something about Fresh Prince that, like, reminds me of. The way black shows used to be black for black people and not for a white audience. And I think Fresh Prince had like all these shows have like one or two episodes a season where they're like, we're just like you kind of episode. But like, like we've talked about with Blackish or Dear White People. I was just going to say, I know, I know, I know. But like, and there's other shows that don't fit this bill. But like to, to have like the biggest black show on television to feel like, to feel very black to feel yeah like it was anyway i'm my words are getting whatever but i just um i don't know how we get back there and it's a weird thing because it's like obviously we've gotten so far but like so much is about educating white people now like so much and like it takes out some of the fun of it like like it takes out some of the fun of like what fucking black joy is well that's the point and like 
Here's my little rant. No, uh, it's it's about it's like not here. Okay, here's a perfect example. Okay, insecure does not explain black no. culture to you. No, it just is right. It yep. just is black culture. That's why we love that show so much. Yeah, it's not beating you over the head with it. And when I say we, I mean like. I think there's a reason why black people like it. Like, yeah. yes, of course, like it's Issa and she's an amazing writer and the storylines are also great, but it's also black for black's sake. Like it's not trying. It's black with a look versus like a monologue. Yeah. Whereas blackish is explaining every action behind yeah. behavior. Like, the audience is literally that boardroom he works in. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're explaining everything. And it's just like, that's the difference. That's why blackish. I tuned in for a while, and now I'm just like, well, I don't need to like be explained yeah. like what being black is. Mm -hmm. White people do, but like yeah. I don't, and they don't really don't need it. Like need to explain to them. Yeah. They just need to like sit down and let black people just be. Yeah. But anyways, Fresh Prince reunion was great. It was great. Um, being I did, Delorean. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about it. How? I want to say, grew up a Star Wars person. Yes, love Star Wars. Same. Uh, the first episode of the season where we were on Tatooine, Tatooine and we saw the sand people and we saw that old sand speeder go by my little baby heart pu pu yeah, puttered yeah, yeah. I was like oh my god I love this I like <laughs> going to see that sand snake like that was so fun there is so much about this show that's cool I sort of feel though the show is not good it's just expensive mm -hmm. and that breaks my heart to say because I want it to be great and I feel like this season they're really like making a pivot into what sucked about the first season. <laughs> like this last episode, this one where they were like going through that old base and trying to blow it up was so bad. It was just terrible. It didn't advance make the it plot. To that part. It didn't advance the plot in any way. There was one point where was the that that big uh, that uh, it's like a fortress. Yeah, I literally got to the part where they got there. And then I was like, I am going to bed. <laughs> and then I didn't turn it back on. There was literally a line where the Mandalorian's like, we're going to turn left because this is, room is going to this ray. And I'm like, you could have just shown me walk into that room. I don't, I'm not there. I don't need to fucking know. Like, oh why do I care about that? There's a part where they're like trying to get into a door and he's like, hand me the Google Globber. Like, I, don't give me a stupid fucking name for something. Just get in the room. This is Star Wars. Everything's magic. Just go in there. Like, I don't need these like they actually did an article and said that a lot of the science behind Star Wars is accurate. Literally, <laughs> midichlorians is something that. No, I just that is, that infuriate that statement infuriates me. I like him boiling in my seat over here. I just I want it to be good so bad, but oftentimes I just feel like I'm watching like people show up at Disney World in the new Star Wars hotel or whatever and just like put on costumes and they're like just go pretend you're doing Star Wars and also I don't know why they're trying to make me hate Baby Yoda like yeah that egg eating thing was like egg eating thing and then we had this like little bitch stealing macaroons and being like look I'm so cute stealing your shit and it's like fucking force I'm like this is the force for bad yeah and also why are you four in a room with eighth graders he's 400 I mean, I get it, but he's like, he can't fucking talk. Yeah. I, it I makes don't no get sense. It. it didn't add up. I, what is the toddler doing there? Like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> he's just sitting there eating macaroons, and I'm just like, I. Also, you, like, what are we what are we doing this season? 
Like, what are we actually doing? We have doing? no idea. <laughs> what we I, have no idea. We're four episodes doing? in, and all we've had is the same episode over and over. We have something get introduced as something terrible. We get magically out of it. And I mean literally magically. 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 Like, someone pops up and is like, by the way, I'm here to save you. Don't know who they are. Never seen you before. Like, I'm never... I'm that never in the last inve- episode. Who I, are those people? I know. <laughs> I'm never invested in any of the um, terror. Like, Mm -hmm. and I get that it's, like, sort of for kids or not for kids or whatever, but, like... Well, the spider thing was scary. And cool. Yeah. That thing was so cool. And then those literal fucking cops come out of nowhere and be like, oh, by the way, guess we got to get you out of here. Thank God we're here. And it's just like, first of all, literally, I'm here because of you. Second of all, why are you trying to make me, like, glad cops are here? Uh. Like... I crashed because of you. Yeah. Because they basically just showed up and they're like, by the way, we Googled you. We like you. Sorry. Sorry. It's just like, ugh, it's infuriating. I, I want to like that show so bad and there's so many cool things about it. Um, I think it is, I'm feeling really let down this season. I am not being uplifted. I'm not, I don't, if it doesn't get better, I don't know if I'll watch season three is what I'm saying. Oh shit. I'll probably keep watching just cause... What else comes out? The Star Wars in me won't let me know. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I I just want to know what we're doing. I just I feel like I tune in every episode and I'm like, are we just traveling around the galaxy, just seeing what the fuck happens? I slush my wine. Uh, we found out Moss Gideon is still alive. Episode one, and then he just appeared this episode, and like I don't know, it just doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I mean, is it? Also, I just, I don't even want to say anything about this. Listen. No. Listen to this Meryl Streep rapping. No. If you want to hold on to your dear memories of Meryl Streep, do not listen. Gotta wear your crown or your tiara. Now is the time to bust out the mascara. We need shade. There's nothing duller. We live in life and full technicolor. But if your sparkle starts to fade, go out and start your own parade. And if somebody starts in with new drama, just go high. Anyway, all that that tells me is that Ryan Murphy needs to be took out in the back and old yelling. Just can we put her out of her misery? That feels. I mean, I don't even know what prom is going to be, but to have Meryl Streep rapping and have the end line that's supposed to make you go, yes, bitch, be like, let's go higher like Michelle Obama. It's like, ugh. I'm... The new Adventure Time on HBO Max is so good, though. You watched it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. It's I so good. Love, you know, I have not watched the last, like, episode of Adventure Time because I just can't bring myself I think to that I've so. seen the last episode, but not the last season. I think I watched, like, the finale, but mm. I didn't see, like, all the stuff leading up to it. But, like, second episode, we get full Marceline and Bubblegum living together in a lesbian fantasy, like, together. Yeah. It's on HBO Max! I know, but, like, it's still a kid's show. The first episode is all BMO, and then it, like, is in another universe, and then it comes back to where, to Ooh, or whatever, to yeah. Earth. Yeah. And, um... I honestly, there were episodes of the last season or so of Adventure Time where I was just like, ah, the magic isn't there for me as much anymore. These two episodes, like, it sucked me in. I literally was sitting in my bed, like, ear to ear grinning. Like, yeah. it's ah! still stupid. It's still Adventure Time, but, I like, it's so it. good. It's so good. Marceline's um, one of the coolest people. A couple of things. Kay. One, HBO Max is doing the damn thing. I'm just going to yeah. say it. I think that if there is any, um, it's the, the best called? streaming streamer right that is, 
Yeah, right now it's actually HBO Max, like more than Netflix for me. Yeah. If there's anything that's going to be a real competitor, they're going to raise their prices again. Yeah. Uh, if there's any real competitor to Netflix, it's HBO Max right now. Yeah. As long as HBO can keep like cranking out this shit that I want to see. Yeah. Um, also, I do this thing where I don't watch the like last season of like a show. I know. Or the last episode of the last. You season were mad of I made show. you watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah, I like will keep it on hold for as long as I can because I just don't want to have to say like goodbye. Um, one of those shows that I did that with was Broad City. Oh. And I did that this week and I Cute. finally, like a year later, over a year later, I'm like, I think I can watch the last episode. Oh, I love. I, and it was so good. I cried and everything. I've seen some of that last season. I actually don't know if I've seen. I'm, I honestly, I do this a lot. It's a if, I, if I haven't seen the last like if I haven't kept up with the show for like a season or show or so, a season or if I haven't done that, I will often when I see a finale comes out, like watch the finale, especially for something that's not like a drama where like you kind of have to see every episode before. But like Broad City is like pretty much like we get into hijinks every episode. I'm sure the yeah. last one is like, I think it's like kind of a callback, but also like, oh, we're separating. We're moving forward. Don't they like leave New York or one of them leaves New York? Yeah, they essentially, I mean, it's not a spoiler um, anymore. So they're like two years old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the late one. I'm surprised that nobody has spoiled this for me, honestly. Um, it's one of those things where um, it's like a send off to New York. Like they walk across the Brooklyn Bridge together for the yes. first time ever. They're I've like, seen this. Yeah. oh, have we never done this together? And we've been friends for this long. Um, and then there's like a surprise going away party, which is really cute because then. Um, Alana is essentially like okay everybody leave because she's like I want to hang out with my best friend before yeah. she leaves tomorrow and I don't want you guys taking up all her fucking time Yeah, even though she's the one that like planned the whole thing um, and then just like the last maybe seven minutes of it is just really those two you just get to see their friendship on full display yeah. like I'll say that it actually if I'm being honest Carlos was out there yeah. listening and like Charles and Gary, this happened when I left New York. But like, it's very that because one of them goes to Colorado, the other one stays in New York, and it's just, just you know, I. But then they end up talking to each other every single day. Yes. Like on the phone, having the same conversation, and yeah. then it ends on this shot of everybody like panning out from Union Square in New York City, and you just see these like pairs of best friends like talking about random hijinks they got into yeah. like who's that guy last night that blah, yeah. blah 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 or girl you gave that woman money like or you gave that homeless man money <laughs> it's a man without a home yeah. not a homeless man it's just really cute and it yeah. just shows you that like these friendships happen in whatever city and they last forever sometimes because that was what when the show wasn't as like kind of self-aware and trying to be the coolest stoner girl show yeah. like that fucking Hillary Clinton episode or whatever like it when it worked as just kind of like okay I feel like in some ways like Broad City <laughs> this is a reach y'all but like I feel like Broad City is for like stoner white girl culture as like Insecure is to black culture I'll right? take it like, it's, that like, seems accurate especially at the beginning it was like it didn't have to do a lot of explaining about what this friendship is you just like jump into their life and you're like oh I fucking I get, get that yeah. yeah I've seen those girls it's, it's I know the those opposite girls. of girls right it yeah. is like we're the we're the other side of New York, yeah. right? And also not the really the other side, you know. Um, the more they leaned into a showcase of the friendship versus, to your point, being pop culture relevant. Right. That, those are the episodes that really hit you. Hit you in the Agree. gut. Agree. Um, I'm glad you got to do that. That was cute. Um, Sorry, you guys. We are just talking about <laughs> pop culture and whatever whatever we want, honestly. That's, that's the good. Bad Bunny podcast. has COVID. Hope she lives. Um, oh, God. 
Instagram is fucking terrible. It makes me want to like, I, I deactivated this week, which like uh, was kind of sad just because it was like a place where I put a lot of, it was like an art like, archive, you know, it was also mm. like a really stupid place for me to exist as like a sort of character. But like, really, I, I sort of started like kind of falling in love with Instagram as I was doing drag. Like I, I was one of those, mm. I mean, it, I feel like you're in college, you have Instagram, you have an iPhone, you have Instagram, whatever. Like, I didn't think about it as like a thing that I was using really until I started like putting my quote art out there, you know, until there was a little bit of a sadness to kind of be like, I don't know. I feel like I'll need to go back to like be able to download stuff. If anyone knows how to download your archive from Instagram, DM me. I would love thing, right? I, I know you can do it with Facebook because I did it when I deactivated my Facebook. Yeah. It was just like, it was a natural progression. I knew it was going to happen sometimes. But when they made that shop button thing and like it just, the oh, algorithm yeah. was fucked oh, up. I'm okay. not even seeing my friend's post. They're not even seeing mine. I'm like, I I'm over it. If you've reached out to me on Instagram, I have not been there for probably going on three weeks now. So apologies. But um, yeah, I didn't even know that happened. I think y'all were texting about it and I was like, oh, I they did the thing that I saw on the news, yeah. but I have no idea what's going on there. And I'm afraid that when I open it, I'll be like, nope, I'm confused. Bye. Are you going to get the Dolly Parton vaccine? What? <laughs> <laughs> so Dolly <laughs> I thought, I thought you, I thought you knew what I was going to talk about. I thought the laughter was going to be something different. Not completely. I, you have no idea what I'm talking about. The look I shot you was okay. like... Sorry. What? So, okay. So, not the Pfizer vaccine, but the other one that came out, the other vaccine, Moderna, maybe. Anyway, Dolly Parton has been. Oh, is she like funding, funding it? it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so I was making a joke about Dolly Parton oh vaccine. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, Dolly has done so much for literacy and also is evidently curing COVID. And so, yeah. what can't she do? <laughs> what can't she do? <laughs> Make a good television special. Oh, wow. True. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Now that we have spent 45 minutes talking about just stuff. I mean, all of that was riveting and important and insightful. It was really important to my mental health to be able to do that. I mean, that's how I feel. <laughs> no, <laughs> but truly, like, I have been so locked in my house because I am like freaking out about these COVID spikes. So I have not been able to do this with anybody in I know. like eight whole days. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. anyways, mental yes. health check-in. That's what we're going to do because I love it. Uh, you know, one it's been eight days instead of seven days since we lost all each other. And a lot happens in that time. So much. Two, I went on a rant last week. I was going to say, last week, you really <laughs> you really released. So It felt good to release. And I don't apologize for anything. No one's asking you to apologize. We just want to know if you're okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, and three, we've, already, we've also just been talking for a really long time about whatever. So we're going to make this semi-quick... Yeah. You, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Who wants to say? Oh, the wow. Mood? Okay. Um, so I think another part of this was like, we really haven't gone into since the first episode, kind of like what we're actually working on. Like what, mm. what is Shawnee working on in their mental health life? How are they doing it? What are the conversations that they're having? And we're obviously not going to give you like our full therapy notes, but you can have them. 
I'm like, I'll be just as confused. You can't have mine. <laughs> mine are locked up. Uh, don't. I'm not going to tell you who my therapist is. Um, for me, I think, honestly, a lot of the conversations that we were having a few weeks ago around boundaries and confidence and um, those types of things were a lot of what I was working on in therapy. I mm. mean, I have had poor boundaries for a lot of my life. Um, and trying to take some ownership of that, um, has been something that I've been really working on. And honestly, it came out of this, did I talk about my accidental panic attack? Your accidental panic attack? Yeah. Please don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like I don't remember. Okay. That's fine. We see, we talk a lot. It's okay. okay. Um, so (laughs) briefly in case I told the story before, um, I thought I had COVID because I couldn't breathe for two days. Yes. Okay. This is familiar. Yes. Okay. That I know. I, t- I feel like I know I told you. I don't know if I told you, babes. Um, that to me was a signal that I am holding trauma in my body that I don't know. And uh, honestly, part of that came from the conversation that we had with Lucia about eating disorders, mm-hmm. like around what lives in our body. And I'm in grad school and I'm taking a trauma course. And it's like, I feel like I'm reading about me sometimes and that can be really difficult in grad school to supposed to be like I'm supposed to be present I'm supposed to do group projects I'm supposed to write papers and I'm also supposed to not be sitting with what is coming up in my body all the time and so I'm just like suppressing it and moving forward I'm just suppressing it and going to uh going to fucking uh you know, my next therapy appointment uh, and I mean like as a clinician like I am working with folks you know what I mean and like that was where some of that confidence stuff was coming in was me like trying to step into the space of like, oh, I think my meds last week or the week before were, um, you know, people were telling me that I was doing good work and like hearing those things and accepting those things was important for me because I think of the way that I have been traumatized has like not allowed me to sit in my skills to flourish in the joy that my life is bringing me and when I get busy um which it can be easy for me to get busy I am not paying attention to what is going on in my heart and my head Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to therapy every week and just talking about stuff and sometimes it's super relevant sometimes I'm just rambling um but then I had that like sort of mini panic attack where like I was convinced I had COVID and really I just was having panic symptoms and like it lasted for like multiple days and I went to my therapist and just started crying and I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? Like, what is this? Um, Starting to learn about it. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I'm trying to be a little bit um, three weeks ago with what's going on just because I feel like some of this stuff is a little bit too, too fresh to kind of like spill out and I want to maybe also have like a more directed trauma conversation um but what trauma does to our bodies man is so fucked up and like um there's a theory from this woman named Francine Shapiro she's the woman who like invented EMDR it's like eye movement desensitization desensitization and reprocessing it's like where people like talk about traumatic events and they move their hand back and forth and anyway it's kind of like the it thing but that um theory posits that like when trauma happens to us 
whether big T or little t trauma, like whatever that looks like, our brains store that memory somewhere in a maladaptive space. So like then anything that reminds us of that, our brain is triggered with an unprocessed memory. Like we don't even always know where it comes from. We don't know where this stuff is happening. Like we don't know what's going on. And that's kind of like, I was having this mini panic attack and I went to my therapist and I was like, I don't even know what I'm anxious about. Mm. And that's what like scares the shit out of me is that like, I feel fine. And yet I'm, my body is like, bitch, you're not <laughs> like you got some stuff to think about. You got some stuff to look at. So talking through that, being more aware in my body, having moments of gratitude, like Justin was reminding us last week, like I'm not going to fix the traumas in my life overnight. That's not going to happen. Um, I'm not going to fix them also by comparing myself and my traumas to other people's traumas and be like, well, I'm not like, that didn't happen to me. Oh my God, that is like the worst thing you could do. I know, (laughs) I know. But like, you know what? I know something beautiful. On that comparative note, I was in a class and we were talking about ecotherapy, which is essentially like integrating the earth into therapies, which is like literally what anyone who's been on this planet has done and like we whatever anyway that's another thing we had a mindfulness thing where it was like look out your window or go outside for a minute and just notice and i noticed these two trees and one had like was full of leaves like still full of leaves some of them are still even green just like a beautiful orange and a beautiful yellow it was like really gorgeous and then right next to it potentially even the same root system was like a dead as fuck tree And it's obviously an older tree too. It was taller. And then I thought about like, if these trees were personified, would one tree be like, man, I still wish I had all my leaves. Like that tree looks fucking good. Like it, it looks full of life. It's still holding on to its vitality. And then this younger tree that still has all its leaves is like, I can't wait to shed these weight of these leaves. I'm ready to, and you know, and then, and then the other part of it is that like they're not even separate entities they're literally sharing a root system they're the same thing i'm connected to other people who have had different traumas and they're connected to me and like yes silly tree metaphor i know it's like 11 year old whatever very tau of poo but there we go i love that book so good great job honestly but that's what i've been working on a lot i that sounded like a garbled mess but i no, it makes complete sense what's been going on with you um I am working on with my therapist right now um, sort of this root of perfectionism, independence. Um, I am a very, if you do not know me personally, I don't need no nigga, nobody, whatever, whatever. I got me. It's me, myself, and I kind of person. Sure. Um, And I have, I'm starting to learn. I think I always, I think I always told myself, oh, it's because I'm an only child. So like, I am just naturally independent. Um, That's just the way it shapes up. Um, And I think that I've leaned on that a lot in life without having to acknowledge some other things that have happened, like to me from a, that have been traumatic. Um, And it's funny because I feel like a couple of episodes back, you asked a sub a sub sub slut question, uh, <laughs> um, and I said I was working on not trivial trivializing 
big things and making a big thing out of something very trivial. Right. Um, And like, where does that, and where does that come from? Um, Some, I literally took that to my therapist Mm -hmm. uh, and we've sort of just been exploring it. And I have been sort of realizing a lot of things recently just about my childhood, about things that were traumatic for me that I have treated my entire life as like not a big deal because because what I what I use the excuse of is I can't go back and change anything about it. So like, why would I spend time even thinking or dealing with it? And also when you're a kid, it's all you know. Yeah. So it's like, well, I, my choice is either to engage with this and keep living or what's the other oh, choice? Right. Like, like, what's the I other choice? All I know is I have to wake up tomorrow and go right. to school and do this. So... Um, and be like that's, a 31-year-old, And that's year old, been a huge thing old. for me too, honestly. Like another big thing that we're... <laughs> It, it becomes a little existential sometimes. And I tell my therapist, like, we can't go too far down that because if I, I will go into a pretty dark place if I get too existential and start to sure. question life and, like, what the purpose is. Um, I feel like I always start there and that drives my <laughs> therapist crazy. <laughs> He's like, but what's going on with you? And I'm like, well, what's going on with the world? <laughs> <laughs> She's pushing me to be like, no, because I need to understand that, like, a, that this is the world. Like, yeah, you're right. But also other people share this experience, whatever, whatever. But if I keep myself close off from it and just say, like, this is the world. Like, meh, I don't need to talk to anybody else about it. Then I won't. So anyways, a lot of this is also a lot of things that I'm starting to realize are that <clears throat> I don't like it when I don't have a choice. Mm. And me neither. Everything about my childhood and I'm not talking about like I didn't have a choice I had to go to bed at 9 o'clock and I wanted to go to bed at 11 literal just like I can't change anything about our socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. I can't change the fact that I'm black and this is how I'm treated at school I can't change the fact that I am attracted to men right like I can't do anything about these things I have no choice in the matter but the world is judging me or the world is coming at me a certain way because of those things well, and the choice is to shrink yourself. Yeah. The choice is to become so small and unnoticeable, right? Or, or live. Or I'm going to earn, I'm going to, I'm going to be so perfect and so like on my shit yeah. and such a like shining A-list, A like uh, getting like A's in school, like person a list <laughs> also that um i'm gonna become this perfect human being yeah that i i don't know can either create choices for myself um give myself freedom in that way um or if the world's gonna treat me like this for all these what i was at the time i think acknowledging is or accepting is negative not that they are now i'm realizing if the world's going to look at me negatively for these characteristics of me being black or gay or poor or like living in the hood, like whatever, I'm going to be so great at everything else that people don't even notice that stuff about me. Yeah. And I've had to do a lot of work to understand that I can accept all those parts of me mm-hmm. and that and, I, and I'm not there at all. Like I'm not saying this like in the past tense and not in a matter of fact kind of way either. Just that's the work. This is the work for me. And like part of that was, as we've mentioned this podcast, like a year, a couple of years back now, learning to just like open up and be personal with people 
instead of needing to exude this like level of excellence and perfection all the time to the point where I can't let people in or I can't really talk about the shit that's bothering me or the shit that I'm going through. Um, And that progress that happened a few years or a year or two back has gotten me to this place now where like, okay, I've like accomplished that, but I still don't really feel I still feel really anxious. I still feel really like I'm, I share with people, but I still don't feel good about me. I still don't feel great about my life. It still feels like there's some shit like deep down inside that I don't like about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like that's always just an exploration in therapy for me. Like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Um, but I don't know that that whole perfectionism and essentially wearing this mask all the time in front of people is exhausting as fuck as well like that's been another thing it's like my first therapy session with this therapist was i think it was five minutes in and i was just like weeping yeah uh because i was talking about a previous job that i had and just about that level of perfectionism and how i still was being treated like any old person yeah like you mean to tell me that I'm out here doing better than everybody else and you're still gonna treat me this way? Like, I couldn't understand it. Like, my brain could not process Mm. it. Uh, And that sort of opened up, A, this relationship with this therapist, because she's a black woman and was like, I fucking get it. Um, That's good. And now it's gotten to a place where it's, she's teaching me to let go of a lot of things. And it's hard as fuck because, you know, I'm a bad bitch. Truly. But it doesn't mean a bad bitch doesn't have a bad day sometimes. Yeah. That's my metaphor. Hmm. The <clears throat> the thing you're talking about around like offering the best to essentially build this like impenetrable defense. Like I was an all A student too. You know, I like all A, that's what I was trying to say. We were like, you know, I mean we're coming at these from very different things, race specifically being very different experiences for us. But within the queerness and within, for me, I feel like I sort of separated myself. I had this like Christian version that a lot of people saw that was the sort of perfect little Christian kid that grew up and did this stuff. I mean, I grew up in like, this community that was very tight. Like I joke about it being a cult and like, sometimes I believe it is and sometimes I don't, but like, you know, I, okay. Something less, uh, more recent than three weeks ago is I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I have been alone my whole life. Like (laughs) my entire life. I've been alone. Like every single person that has told me that they loved me has always turned out to be a liar (laughs) or like has told me that they will never leave me. They have always whether I came out as queer whether I stopped going to church whether I smoked a cigarette like I mean the 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 instances of cutting me off were very mild to quote potentially like more severe or whatever but like the only people who have been consistent in my life started at age like 19 like that's when those types of relationships started for me um, and I feel like my my brother is someone who's also I'm learning is more like that than I sort of 
maybe believed or like mm. had witness of, but we also had a break of several years too. You know what I mean? So like, and a lot of that bad relationship was honestly my fault. Like I was just not a good, Yeah, I was a shitty, I, I was in a lot of pain. So I was like, I'm going to bully the shit out of you. You know, like, I mean, terrible shit. But, but that time of that time apart also allows time to help you reframe right. a relationship. Right. But like, I mean, even some of my colleagues or colleagues, peers in school, like when I was in, you know, middle school and high school or whatever, like I had a little sister at, you know, I was 15. I was like either a sophomore or something like that. Everyone else is like still being a kid. My dad was deployed and I was like, quote, the man of the house and my sister's like main other caretaker, you know, like, hmm, what am I trying to say? I'm having to do a lot of learning that I am worthy of love. <laughs> and like, that sucks that I have to learn that because I'm fucking cool. But like, I have to learn that. Like, I'm almost 30 years old. And I'm like learning that. That's my work. You know what I mean? And like, it's so goddamn annoying. I know. <laughs> like, it's so fucking shit. annoying. And you just brought up shit for me because I mean, like, same. Like, that rant last week, like, which I talked to my theorist about. <laughs> We've had I this love conversation it, to be so many when I reheard times. it, I was like, "Yes, I'm in this." <laughs> I mean, that loneliness is real. Like, I, I get, yeah. it. and I, it's com- two completely different experiences. And to your point, I'm not going to compare mine to yours. Sure. Like, yours impacts you the way that it did, yeah, and still does. Doesn't matter how intense or how mild it is. It, it left an impact. That means it was enough, right? right. It was significant enough, and that's right. all that matters, right? Um. And same for me, like, that's another thing I'm working in in therapy is, I think for me, a lot of it has been this loneliness and, yeah. like, why why does the loneliness feel like something I don't have a choice in? Ugh. You know, like, I, whether that's being single or at one point what felt like I don't have any, like, actual deep relationships with anybody, like, friendships family whatever i feel like it's all a show like these are fake connections i'm making with people but like the second i have to get up and leave these people are not gonna like care what the fuck i'm doing with myself Mm -hmm. right like they are not gonna follow up with me if i were to really just disappear for like a week would anybody really give a fuck Mm -hmm. probably not the world's gonna continue spinning um and then you combine that with like and i'm sure i don't even know i've said this before on the podcast but whatever like that paired with being single and being single for so long it's been like whoa like and the pandemic happening which I know nobody has a fucking stay in um it's just been like I don't have a choice even when I'm trying to like establish a relationship with somebody like I still have to just sit here by my fucking self like I'm tired of working on me it's all I fucking do is work on myself right so much of dating is literally like there's not a choice there someone is bringing what they're bringing and then they're, they have, I mean, rightfully so, they have the choice to opt in or out, you know? Yeah. But like that as an individual who craves choice is not a helpful state to be in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm left up to the whims of this other person. Yeah. Like, liar! Right! <laughs> and that's where, you know, and I don't, I, I really try not to down myself on it, but that's where this sort of like, I know I'm amazing. Like, I'm not, that's not the issue here. It's the issue is like, how am I so fucking amazing and still like yeah. in this situation? And that's where, again, me and my therapist are working on this just whole like, you're still enough. And whether you're like this perfect human being or not, that is not the value that you have on this planet. Yeah. 
And I'm saying that as if it was an easy thing to get to. It's not. Yeah. And it's not something that I figured out. And though I'm saying it like it's an easy thing, it's not how I feel at all about myself. Mm-hmm. So. Ugh. Oh, my God. Um, no one else could have could see Shawnee's face right there. But like, <laughs> I literally saw like a seven year old you make it that face right now. Like, <laughs> oh it, I, it's hard to God. describe. But um, you're beautiful and wonderful. And I am excited for the work that you're doing. I. I'm excited for the work that I'm doing. And I think um, while there is an element of us like uh, not wanting to sound like idiots about a topic that we hadn't really fully researched for this week, another part of it was like transparency is a really big value for me. And there is something strange about podcasting where I'm receiving texts from people that I haven't talked to and I miss all the time. And they're like, I feel like I hang out with you every week. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I hang out with you. And like, that isn't to say anything negative about anyone because like I'm in grad school. I have no time to see anyone socially. I'm just saying that I feel, I feel want, I feel lack, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like I am craving social stuff. And part of that is COVID stuff, but within podcasting and this stuff specifically, I want to make sure that I am not just conveying the laughter, that I'm not just conveying the, you know, tiptoe joke, tiptoe here, oops, cry a little bit, let's talk about pop culture shit. Like I want, I I think it's important for us to not just talk about you should do therapy, but to be a little bit transparent about like, what do us as queer babes deal with in therapy? And like, um, and I think it's important for us to get vulnerable in this way and share some of the stuff that makes us like almost want to cry but we didn't congratulations to both of us um (laughs) but i think at the same time doing this podcast is also so helpful it's like double therapy you know like like, this is just like homework for me i know it it, exactly because i never used to do my homework and now this is my therapy homework. I, i get to like apply the things i'm learning and like reflect on the things that i'm learning have gratitude journal like i just I'm proud that we are generating something that is not only beneficial and beautiful for us, but like, I don't know, this, this is weird to like take, I find weird taking pride in things because of all the things that I just talked about earlier, but to have you as listeners mention and write us and like, let us know, like, this got me through this week or like, this has been the thing that I've been able to like have my fake community in my earbuds because I don't get to see fucking anyone and I'm lonely right now. Like that means a lot because I think that, um, I'm not always doing the best as I'm like trying to navigate zoom school. And while I have a lot of fun doing this, there's still stuff we're working on. And I just, I, I think it's important for us to be transparent that we're working on this too. And I love you very much, Shani. I love you too, Maddie. And we love you listeners, even though we don't know who you are. Oh my god, ew, let's take a break. <laughs> hmm All right. Well it is <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh it's been it's been a fun episode, but we should probably start to wrap up. Um let's take some meds. We're almost ready to come back again. I just drank my wine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you wanna nope, you're drinking some These wine. Are my meds. Go, your meds. Um, I'll go first. So <laughs> Uh, I am taking meds related to my bathroom. I'm doing like a bathroom project right now. Oh, I was like, where is this going? I'm taking diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I, I'm starting a bathroom project, or I'm in the midst of a bathroom project. I painted in there. My bidet just arrived. Work, bitch. Yeah, I got tushy, a tushy. Tushy. Yeah. Um, this is not a sponsored ad because. But if you want we to, make no money for this. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want Tag to, tushy. tushy. <laughs> Sorry. So bottom's best friend. Um, that should be their tagline. So. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'll figure out what I'm going to do in there. I don't know why I'm doing a bathroom project because I'm moving in like at this point eight or nine months. But I'm just like I'm tired of looking at this bathroom. I'm going to have to be here for nine more months. Okay, but also it's the dark and having something to do is good. True. The sun does that like Annalise Keating meme of getting up out of the you know that gif where she like (laughs) grabs her purse and walks out. It's like three thirty seven. She walks on out the door with the basketball between her legs. (laughs) That. That gift is perfect for so many situations. I know. I love it. It'll never get old. Um, so that's my meds. Like, yeah, it's a cute color. It's like a teal. Um, and I'm excited for what it's going to turn into. Also, this Ivy Park I'm wearing. Work. You should take a picture of me and we should put it on the Instagram. Okay. Okay. Um, it looks great on you. I'm glad. I'm glad it's making you happy. Thank you. Honestly, Maddie was instrumental in all of this. I mean, I would not have this if you didn't for some reason weren't on like uh, Beyonce's VIP early access list and got access like the Sunday before it came out and somehow ordered everything but here we are and I'm not mad at it and I'm not asking any questions yeah I've tried to order Ivy Park every drop like since last year Um, every single time except for this one I have filled my cart up hit checkout it does that little twirly thing, and it's like, you got nothing, bitch. Yeah. Every time. That was like me with the PlayStation 5 the last two weeks. Okay. Don't want to talk about it. Okay. Every time. So this time, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to fill my card up. I'm going to get too much. I'm going to get X amount of dollars. I can't afford it, but I'm not going to get all of it, so who cares? I just fill my card up, and then that thing, I hit checkout, and it said, okay, bitch. And I was you like, owe wait. $2,000. <laughs> like, no. Wait. <laughs> I- <laughs> can't pay that (laughs) but i love credit card debt and it's fine but um i got a big giant jacket and i wore it to the grocery store today and some man asked to buy it off of me and it's very silly but um i wish i think i've talked about this before i wish i was someone who um buying things did not make my heart swell especially things that i can't actually afford Mm -hmm. and yet i'm a capitalist pig and this is what it is um my meds this week on a serious note um, I kind of randomly text my little sister um, and I was like, hey, just kind of want to know. I actually don't know this. What kind of music do you listen to? Um, and she was like, well, she gave me some really bad news. Um, first of all, she says musicals, pop, show tunes and contemporary Christian, which I don't even know what to do with that. And I was like, well, I want to make a Spotify play with playlist for you. So what are some genres and styles? Um, and what kind of pop specifically? She's like, um, Megan Trainer, Imagine Dragons, Fallout Boy, and older Taylor Swift. So I considered blocking her. <laughs> but I hope you, like, I love you, but I don't think me and your sister would get along. Okay. I thought that too. So what I decided to do, though, she's 13. Sometimes you just need someone to give you a bunch of fucking... I made a Spotify playlist where I had to Google literally the lyrics of every single song to make sure there wasn't cursing or, like, sexually explicit material in it because my 
of the where I grew up. So I'm offering my sister secular music that like is fun, but not explicit or dirty, age appropriate. Okay. So you did not send her Megan The Stallion's new album. I did not. Okay. But I did send her like seven and a half hours of music on a Spotify playlist, and I was like, here is music that I have deeply cared about at one point in my life, care about now, or I will always care about the song because I've cared about it since I was like 13 years old. That's so sweet. I think it is sweet too. I don't know how she's going to receive it. I don't know what she's going to do with it. But for me, I took like three hours to to pull that together because I was just thinking about ways to connect with my little sister who I kind of only have a texting relationship with because I don't get to see her because she lives where she lives. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was cute. Also, this Bugs Bunny clip. Hey, Bugs. What you doing? Standing on the side of the road. Fun. Oh my gosh. You're never going to believe this. There is a guy standing on the side of the road who looks just like you. I'm about to hit him. <laughs> like, it's deeply stupid, but when she's like, oh, fun. Like, oh, fun takes me out. It could, like, I just, when I've had like a little bit of Adderall oh and some coffee and have like hit a bowl to go run some errands <laughs> for the day, and my friend calls and they're just like, what are you up to? And it's like, oh, just run some errands. Oh, just like hit someone. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Like, I just, what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> oh, great. Love that. And I love that it's just, it's, that's Kristen Wiig's voice and that. Her doing that, any kind of like valley girl, whatever accent, I don't even know what to call it. Just like a dumb blonde is <laughs> yes. so fucking funny. So fucking funny. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. What's her homework? Oh, fun. Oh, fun. Um, you know what? I need a fucking break from homework if I'm being honest. There's been a lot of break. work going on. So I'm going to do myself the service. Okay. You know what? I actually have homework though. Okay. Well, you can take care of homework. No, but it, it's it, it's a break, but it's also not. So going off of that post, like a which, trap. Find indigenous business or person to fucking pay. And if you are indigenous listening, I hope you have as good a week as you can and you're taking care of yourself and I hope people fucking pay you. And send us your Venmo. Yes. DM us your Venmo. We'll post it. (laughs) Love it. Um, Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at QBT pod. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you to Marquis and Shanta Darling for letting us use their music. And thank you to our momager, Ali Kiltz for editing, editing, <gasps> is editing. She our, is she our momager now? I, I've decided. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, she said, uh, you know, I will never be a real mommy. So this is something that I can take care of. Honestly, and I'm, girl, you she can did adopt. say she's really proud of us. She said uh, she's really proud of her children. So, um, you can adopt me. It's fine. I know, right? Honestly. <laughs> she does a great job with the um with the dogs. Um okay. Uh you ready to get the fuck out of here? Yeah, it is 9 p.m. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>